Hey, Confessions of a Gym Rat listeners. Podcast merch is officially available up on my website, www.liftswithliz.com. You can order certified gym rat t-shirts, hoodies, and crewnecks. Check out the website for all of the options. What's up, everyone? You're listening to Confessions of the Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. If you're watching on YouTube, looks like I gotta adjust here so you can see my face. Um, I do have a little little bit of a new setup. So obviously, you guys know Christmas was last week, uh, and my dad so graciously got me a new little microphone setup. So now I look more official, but um, I'm just trying to get used to the whole formatting and making sure you can see my face and hear the audio and all that crap. Um, anyway, though, uh, welcome to 2023, I suppose. It's kind of weird because I'm filming this on Friday the 30th, so I'm still in 2022, but by the time that this releases on the 2nd, it'll be 2023. And I'm not really, like, I was never really one for like new year, new me, like brand new, fresh start. Cause I, my personal opinion is that you can choose, like you can choose to better yourself. You can choose to change your life at any given time. You know, I don't need to look back and be like, okay, yeah, it was a 22, 2022 was a good year, you know, which it was, but, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, why, why wait? Or why even look at it that way? You know, why look at it as just 2022? And maybe the first half of 2022 wasn't awesome. But you picked yourself up in July and the second half of 2022 was awesome, you know? So I'm not, long story short, I'm not really one for New Year's resolutions and like, oh, New Year, like big thing. But with that being said, I don't knock people who do have New Year's resolutions. I think that if this gives you like the motivation and the push that you need to start implementing like positive changes, then go for it. And we'll talk about that later on. Um, also one more thing before I get into the rundown, you may notice that there is no guest on today's episode, which is the first time there's not going to be a guest. I decided that it would be best if I did guests every other week. And then the episodes without the guests, I just talk for a little bit longer and we go more in depth on some topics just because, not going to lie, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to get a guest for every single week. And if I want to keep doing this weekly, um, I think it's better if I just spread it out. But with that being said, we do have some very exciting guests for 2023 and I'm very excited for you guys to listen and and hear me chat. But now into the nitty gritty. I'm on strike against Jesse Williams. I, if anybody has a personal contact or someone that knows this man, please let him know I'm upset and I would like to speak. So I'll tell you why. You guys know, last week I talked about how I went back to the city to see Take Me Out again when I went, where did I go? I went in November. I was so excited. I could see Jesse Williams, Jackson Avery from Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, oh my God, he's beautiful. And you guys know I just, I, I'm sick with Grey's Anatomy. So I really wanted to see one of the main characters in person. And I go to the show and Jesse Williams isn't there and I'm disappointed. And then I come back and I rant to you guys about it. And then my friend from work who was coming home for the holidays, because she doesn't live here anymore, was like, I have a Broadway gift card um, and I'm going to use it, blah, blah, blah. So I said, let's go see Take Me Out because I know she likes Grey's. And I was like, I'm willing to see this play again because I did not get to see Jesse Williams the first time. And I think that this is just a chapter not, not closed for me. 
And I talked about it last week with you guys, and I was like, please, uh, please pray for me, but I'm not going to get my hopes up because when I do, things don't go right. And I was joking. I had a very nice meal, by the way, before the show, and we, we had a great time, me and Miss Caroline, but I was joking with her all through dinner, and I was like, Caroline, if we get in this theater and I see a little note that Jesse Williams isn't here today, I'm walking the fuck out and you can have fun and I will go explore the city. Obviously, I didn't really mean it, partially because it was nine degrees outside. Um, second, because I wouldn't just leave her in the theater. But we're joking about it, blah, blah, blah. We get in. We get handed our playbills and I'm like, okay, I'm nervous. I'm starting to sweat a little bit. I don't want to open it up. I don't want to see if there's a little slip of paper. I see something hanging out. But I knew last time I went, there's a like there's a little piece of paper saying like no phones, no video, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, a little piece of paper. But it could be anything. Could be anything. So we sit down in our seats and I'm like, fuck, I'm nervous. I'm sweating. I'm nervous. So Caroline's just like, open the damn thing. I'm like, all right, all right. I open it up. Yeah, Jesse Williams not there. <laughs> Long story short, Jesse Williams not there. And I'm fuck. I throw my fucking thing, and I'm like, I'm fucking done. I'm done. And then to make matters worse, there's like a very very nice family. I think they were from like the Midwest or something. They were definitely not from this area. And they were like, Oh no, he's not here. And I'm like, getting triggered. And they're like, Oh man, he's the one I really wanted to see. And I. In my head, I'm like, Liz, don't. Like, this isn't your conversation. Just let it go. And they keep talking about it. And they're like, oh, this is so upsetting. Like, I wish she was going to be here. And I-, I turn around. I have to. I turn around. And I'm like, well, guys, just to uh, make you feel a little bit better, this is my second time coming because he wasn't here the first time. And he's not here again. And they just, like, give me a little look. And they're like, oh, that really sucks. You came back again to see him. And I'm like, um, yes. And they're like, oh, damn. And then they're like, she came twice and he's not here again. And I'm like, okay, now I regret opening my mouth because I'm a fucking pity party in the front row. But hearing everybody else come in and be like, oh, no, he's not here. I so badly wanted to stand up and be like, guys, we get it. This is really triggering for me right now. So let's just talk. Uh, but yeah, it was like a slap in the face. Cause I've seen, obviously I follow him on Instagram and I see him post all this stuff about the show and him going on other shows and talking about it. And I'm like, well, are you ever actually here? Like, do you actually play the role? Because I've yet to see you. Uh, but the guy that filled in for him, thank God, wasn't the guy from the first time. I already talked about that and I don't need to get back into it. Um, But this guy, along with somebody else in the cast, actually were in Only Murders in the Building, the Selena Gomez show on Hulu. Um, So he he was good. He he was good. And he just wasn't Jesse Williams. And it turns out that this guy, I forget his name. I think it's like Ryan Brossard or something. He actually did play in the MLB. And the whole, whole show is about baseball. So I was like, you know what? I can overlook it. I can overlook it. Um, and I did, I did get to see Jesse Tyler Ferguson. So that was great. He was phenomenal and modern family. Great show. Great show. Um, but yeah, I was a little little pissed, uh, but in, in what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it, but in, in a turn of events, I guess in a good light, I did start watching only murders in the building. Because, like, two, two of the guys were on it. My best friend started watching it, and she told me it was pretty good. So I put it on, and now that's my new show, Only Murders in the Building. So if you do, if you have watched it, um, it's Will Putnam and Tim Kono. Those are the two characters that I saw on Broadway. Uh, but it's it's a pretty good one. It's like I, I'm always, whenever I see Selena Gomez, in something that isn't uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> it throws me off. And it, she's done so much since Wizards of Waverly Place. But I can't. I can't get past it. I can't. But 
It's a pretty good show. I'm pretty sure the girl, oh my God, what's her name in the show? I don't know who she, I don't remember her character name in The Office, but she's the one um, who's like just as kooky as Michael. And I think he like ends up with her in the end or something. Um, she's in the show too, but it's funny because she's playing a character named Jan, which if you know, watch The Office, uh, you know why that's pretty funny. But anyway, moral of the story, didn't get to see Jesse Williams. I did leave a rather trolly comment on his Instagram post. I'm not very proud of it, but he posted something. It was like, happy holidays. And it was like videos of him in the show. And I'm like, happy fucking holidays, except I don't never fucking see you in the show. Um, he didn't respond, but it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, the guy apparently that played the understudy like flew in from Canada. And there was like, you know, if you've been in the world or this part of the world, I guess, for the past week, you know that the Christmas Eve weekend was, um, there was some snow and storms and all that crap. So Jesse Tyler Ferguson made an Instagram post and was like, shout out to this guy for flying in a storm to come play understudy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, power to you. But why the fuck wasn't Jesse Williams here? I don't know. I don't know. I am just, I'm just salty about it. But I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Um, I wanted to give you guys like a little TV update, I guess. But I already kind of talked about it. That I've been watching Only Murders in the Building. I also finished both seasons of The White Lotus this past week. It was okay. Um, Season one, I think I liked better than season two. Season two was a little... There was a lot, like, it takes place in Sicily, so there was a lot of Italian going on, and I'm like, I like to multitask when I watch TV, and by multitask, I mean play on my iPad. Um, so it really, like, uh, this, the whole different language thing, then I gotta, this sounds so bad, but then I gotta make sure I'm, like, actually looking at the screen for every second. I can't look away or go on my phone, because then I don't know what they're talking about, Um but it was it was still good. I would rate it like a six and a half out of ten. But the if you're a Parks and Rec fan, April Ludgate is in the show. And I heard I listen to Chicks in the Office a lot that podcast, and they've been talking about it. And they kept saying, "Oh, Aubrey Plaza's character, Aubrey Plaza's character," and I'm like, "Who the fuck is Aubrey Plaza? Like, am I supposed to know who Aubrey Plaza is?" Um. So I start watching it, and I'm like, "Holy shit." This girl looks so familiar, but I thought Aubrey Plaza was someone else. So I'm like, let me, let me look it up. So I look it up and I'm like, oh, it's April Ludgate. If they just, they just said April Ludgate, I know who that is. I didn't know that April Ludgate is Aubrey Plaza in real life, but kind of funny. She plays like the same kind of character, like a little sour, like uh, kind of standoffish, like how April is, but. Yeah, if you're looking for something quick to watch, I would suggest it. Otherwise, um, like if you're looking for something more, like it, it's quick. It's both seasons are like six, seven episodes or something. Um, it's good. And Jennifer Coolidge is funny as always. But I don't know. It wasn't the best thing I've watched. Tell Me Lies was definitely better. Tell me, I've talked about Tell Me Lies already. But if you're looking for a show to start getting into... Only one season's out right now, but they did renew for a second one. Tell Me Lies is pretty good. And the girl that that is, like, the main character looks just like Shailene Woodley. And it's kind of creepy. Um, but, yeah, that's my, that's my TV update. I feel like I always have so many things that I want to tell you guys. And then I get on here, and the mic starts rolling, and I'm looking at the camera, and I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to talk about? Um, so it'll probably come to me in random spurts throughout the podcast. It would be a lot easier, I think, if I had a co-host and somebody to talk to, but I don't. So this is what we're doing. Um, anyway, though, we, we do have a packed episode. Like I said, there's no um, interview guest this week, but we have a few different things that we're going to talk about. So I wanted to talk about alcohol and how, like, what, not how I drink, but, like, drinking habits that I take with me when I go out, um, 
how alcohol can like affect our bodies and especially when we're cutting. So that's a very big topic. And then we're going to talk a little bit about setting goals, which is everybody's favorite topic. But with um, the new year starting and stuff, I thought that it would be a good idea to actually sit down and give a little crash course on making attainable goals, you know? So I'll get into that more um, when when the time comes. Oh, you know what I wanted to tell you guys? I made a very good dinner this week. And I know that that was a really bad way of kind of introing that. But I found, um, I found somebody else on Instagram. And I forget the name, but I'll post it on my story so you guys can follow. But I took her recipe and kind of adapted it to my own. And I made... Um, like a ramen noodle bowl. So hers was vegan and hers was like really spicy and stuff, but I didn't really want that. So what I did is I just, I went to the store and got like a pack of ramen noodles. Um, I got the black ones just cause I was feeling, I was feeling all fancy and I got them in my regular grocery store. So I didn't go to an Asian market for any of this. Um, so I made ramen noodles. I chopped up some chicken and I seasoned it in rice vinegar, seasoned it really. I cooked it in rice vinegar and coconut aminos from Trader Joe's, which coconut aminos are uh, a, a less sodium packed version of soy sauce, which now that we've found out that I need sodium, maybe I should just use soy sauce. But anyway, that's what I cooked the chicken in. And then I just chopped up cucumbers. I sliced up red turnips. Um, red turnips. There's no other fucking kind of turnip, whatever. Uh, and I cut up a mango, which is very hard, by the way. If you think that you're, if you think that you're going to go in and just cut up a mango, think again, kindly think again. The first time that I went to go cut up a mango a few years ago, um, I was very alarmed. I didn't realize that the seed the seed is like the size of my fucking fist. I'm not even, I'm literally not exaggerating. The seed is the size of my fist. Um, so I went in and just like expected to go like chop and that, I don't know, kind of like an avocado. You just like cut around it. Wrong. Wrong. I was wrong. Um, and also I like my mangoes like on the riper side. So everything just got very squishy and, and very liquidy and very messy. And I've never cut a mango since I said I'm over it. Um, but this recipe did call for some mango on top and I thought it would be really refreshing if I had it on. So as a consequence, I was forced to look up a YouTube video, which I don't know why I just didn't, I've never done this before. I just, I cannot be bothered with YouTube tutorials. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I just have like no attention span, but I can't be bothered with YouTube videos. I despise looking up tutorials or reading directions. I hate reading directions too. So anyway, I sucked it up. I was an adult and I looked up how to cut up a mango and I did so properly. Um, if you're curious, by the way, you cut the skin off. You can either use like a paring knife or a vegetable peeler. I used a paring knife in case you're curious. And then you kind of like, you go from like a side and you just cut, like you slice down almost like it's like a box, like a rectangle. And what I've come to learn, the hard truth is that you're, you're just not going to get every piece of flesh off the mango. You're not, you got to cut it like a rectangle like a little box. Um, and then from there, it's like, if once it's off the seed, you could just chop it like normal. So if you, th again, if you think you're going to go down the center, you're not. So don't. <laughs> and I've learned the hard way. Um, anyway, though, I put mango on top. I put bean sprouts because I think bean sprouts are good and they're extra protein. And then because I put everything together and was like, fuck, this is only like 250 calories and your girl's bulking. Um, my mom had a brilliant idea of why don't I sprinkle some cashews on top? So I put some cashews on top. That's an extra like five grams of protein, extra whatever, hundred something calories and quite delicious. So that, that was my little Asian inspired meal that I had to tell you guys about. I know you guys love 
when I talk about meals and meal inspo and all that stuff. So that's this week's recipe. But I think that's it. I don't know. I I feel like so many interesting things happen during my life or I'm driving and I have all these thoughts and I'm like, oh, this would, I need to bring this up on the podcast. And then I go and sit down and record and nothing comes to my brain. So that's that. I think. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll, we'll dive into this week's episode. And if I think of anything interesting, no one's here to stop me. So I'll be rocking and rolling right into that. All right. So I want to get into some weekly highlights, but I do have a little story for you guys. And of course, <clears throat> I actually stopped uh, recording the intro to this episode and was like, God, why didn't like there come all the stories. There come all the stories again. Um, but then I was thinking of my highlights and was like, oh, you know what? I'll use this as my non-fitness related highlight for the week. So let me let me sit y'all down for a little story time. Let's paint the picture. I It started with my Secret Santa exchange that I already told you guys about. I got a $25 Macy's gift card. And I already had pre-existing Macy's gift cards, so I said, let's sit down, Liz, and let's, let's really think about what we want to purchase here. So I'm scrolling through, I'm scrolling through Macy's, and I'm like, you know what? I think I will use this to get a pair of sneakers. I am due for a new pair of like black sneakers, because by the way, as a side note, the pair of black sneakers that I have or had before this was the Nike Roshis. Um, they're like black with the white on the bottom. Very uncomfortable shoe. I just very uncomfortable shoe. I got them. Oh my God. I think I got them like senior year of high school, freshman year of college, like a long time ago now because they were very popular and they were like the nice, like trendy shoe. Very uncomfortable. It seems like it should be nice and foamy, but it's so stiff and so, so moral of the story, I never use them. So I was like, you know what? I really, really love my Ultra Boosts. Those are my favorite sneakers, but I have them in white and red. Um, that's actually a really funny story that I should tell you. Okay, let me let me back up. Let me let's back up four years ago now. So, <clears throat> I am a sophomore in college. Let's paint, let's paint that picture. Um, and at the time I was dating someone. Um, and a lot of times if I had like an early class or whatever, I would stay over his house, um, because he was closer to like a bus stop that would be a shorter route to class. So if you're not familiar with Rutgers, you got to take the bus to different campuses. If you have class on a different campus, if you don't have a car there. So my sophomore year, I had to take a bus, um, and there's like on the campus that we lived on, there's like three stops. And then we go to the campus that like my classes are on. So the one near my house was like the first stop and I'd have to sit through the other two stops. His, the one that he lived closer to was the second stop. So it was basically just less time on the bus, if that makes sense. So I am meeting my friend at the bus stop. We like meet at the yard on College Ave, and there's like this whole commotion going on. And I see a tent, and it's like for the football team or something, there's a big truck. So I tap some stranger on the shoulder, and I'm like, excuse me, what are you waiting in line for? And she was like, oh, they're giving out Ultra Boosts. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, they're giving out Ultra Boost sneakers as like a promo for everyone to come to the spring game. Because in the year, what was this, 2019, Rutgers football was significantly more horrible. Listen, they're not really too good right now, but they were not good. And nobody went to shit. So I guess they were doing this thing where they were giving out like dark red and black ultra boosts since we're at Adidas school as like a little promo thing. So I'm like, what the fuck? I want ultra boosts. Those shoes are like $190. Um, so I weasel my way towards the front of the line and I see this guy that lived in my dorm freshman year. So I'm like, Hey, with my friend, I'm like, what's up? Like, 
thanks so much for meeting us here. And I like kind of wink at him. I'm like, yeah. and then I kind of weasel my way in with him. And like, I think everybody else is probably pissed off, but whatever. You gotta be a shark sometimes. And I whisper and I'm like, can I just, can I just cut in here with you? And he's like, yeah, whatever. He's like, but let me go first. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. You got it, dude. So I get up to the front of the line and they're like, oh, what size shoe are you? We only have men's whatever, like some men's sizes that were way too big for me left. And I was like, um, do you know, that's fine. I'll take the men's nine or whatever it was. So they give it to me. I'm like, thank you. I go to class. I'm late. I missed our little entry quiz, whatever. Um, and I had this idea and I turned to my friend and I'm like, let's go to the mall. Cause I had my car on campus. I was like, let's go to the mall today. Let's go to two different stores like one for you and one for me, and say that we got these as birthday presents, but they're not our size and exchange them. And she's like, you're fucking brilliant. So she already had Ultra Boost. She went and exchanged it for, um, I think like Air Maxes or something, but I did not have Ultra Boosts. So I went into the Foot Locker at the Menlo Mall um, and I was like, hey, uh, my grandma got these for me for my birthday, but she gave me a men's size and I'm a woman's, but I don't have a receipt. Can I just exchange these? And she's like, and the guy's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Pick out something like equal, equal color or whatever, equal price. Um, and I guess the red and black shoe, which I don't even know how he rung up because they're not for sale. Like they're just, they're, they're strictly just a rucker shoe, like custom made for university athletes. So I, I don't know. Um, but he was like, Oh, this one's $150. So you just have to pick the $150 shoes. And I was like, okay. Um, and I really wanted like all white or all black, but come pick that. So I picked this nice, like it's white, the foam is white. And then it's speckled white and scarlet red, um, with like scarlet red, uh, like the hard part that has like the three stripes, really pretty sneaker. I just obviously can't wear it with everything because it's, you know, it has red in it. But my favorite sneaker of all time and biggest flex that I got them for free, like huge flex. Um, so anyway, fast forward to now, last week, I see that Macy's has for sale for like $115 or something, the all black ultra boosts. So I'm like, oh, these are perfect. I'll get the all black. Um, I'll use my gift cards and I get them for a really good price. So I got them, I think I got them for like $60 or something. Um, not including like tax and they were going to ship them to my house. So I had that coming and an upper gear package coming. Um, and my, my UPS guy is so nice. He sends us a little like Christmas card, like he drops one off and it's like him with Santa. Very cute. Uh, but I get a notification and I'm home, I'm upstairs, I'm cleaning my bathroom and I get an email saying, your package has been delivered for both of them. So I finished doing what I'm doing, scrubbing. Ugh, something like on my lap. Ew. You guys just had to see that on YouTube. Sorry. Um, so I finished like cleaning my bathroom. It's maybe eight. Let's say eight minutes. Um, and I go downstairs and go outside. And there's no fucking package. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I go and check the garage because sometimes they leave it there. And I'm like, nope, it's not here. There has been times where they mess up like the house numbers. Like where I live is like a cul-de-sac of townhouses. So I was like, you know what? Let me just take a walk throughout the little circle and see like maybe it got delivered at the, the wrong house. Um, so I go and I look around and there's just no package. And I'm like fuck. Like, what the fuck? So I report it as missing, um, for one of them. And then it didn't let me report the other one as missing. So I'm, I call UPS. I'm on hold, I'm on hold. And in the meantime, I get in touch with Macy's like virtual assistant or whatever. And they're like, what's the problem? And I'm like, my package says it was delivered, but it's not here. And they're like, okay, are you referring to like blah, 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 like the shoes I bought. And I'm like, yes. 
So they ask no further questions and they're just like, okay, we'll send you a new one. And I was like, oh, okay. So they're going to send me new sneakers. Um, and upper gear is an easy fix. I just text them. Um, so the woman picks up on UPS. I give her the whole details. She's like, all right, I'm going to call someone from like your local branch and they'll call you back, whatever. So she calls me back. And meanwhile, my mom's like, my mom had gotten home when the UPS was doing deliveries. Like she saw him in our little circle. So we're like, nobody could have stole this. Like he must've just not actually delivered it. Um, so the woman calls me back and she's like, yeah, I have a bird's eye view. And like, I see him like you're on the end of your cul-de-sac. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but there's like, there's a lot of cul-de-sacs and they all look the same. And she's like, well, I have a picture of him going up to the door and dropping them off. So I'm like, well, fuck. Who the fuck stole my packages? And this has been going on. Like there's a part of my neighborhood that has condos and people have been stealing the packages out of like the lobby for the condo buildings. So I'm like, who the fuck stole my packages in the like five minutes in between when my mom was outside and when I went outside? Who, who would do that right now? And we don't have a ring doorbell, which is something that my, my family needs to figure out. Um, but now I'm like freak. I'm like, who, like scumbag, like whatever. So I don't really think anything of it. I'm like, whatever, I'll tell them at upper. I'm getting my Macy shoes, whatever. And then the next morning, my mom texts me at like 10 a.m. And she's like, your packages are at this address. Go get them. UPS guy made a little oopsie and he delivered them to the wrong address, which then the woman posted. This is, tell me if this isn't the most Karen thing you've ever heard. There's a Facebook group for my neighborhood. Okay. Um, and apparently the woman posted in it and was like, blah, 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 like so-and-so address. I have your packages, but I'm running late for work. So I can't drop them off. Mind you, um, I'd say she's about 200 feet from me. I would say about 200 feet. Um, she's like, they're, they're outside. So they're soaking wet. I run over in my fucking Crocs and pajama pants, get my packages and I'm happy. Um, I guess somebody had called my mom from like that saw the post and was like, this is where they are. So I'm like, all right, lady. In the time it took you to type out that Facebook post, you really could have flung them at my front door, but whatever. I got my packages, but Macy's was already sending me my new shoes. Like they were already out. Like it was like UPS delivery date this day or whatever. So I'm like, well, I tend to get fucked over in life a lot. Why not fuck life back? Um, and said, I'm going to, I'm going to do this as a part fucking two. So I brought my shoes to the mall when they came on Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday. Sorry guys. They came on Wednesday. I brought them to the mall. I went to Foot Locker and was like, Hey, I got these for Christmas, but I already have this collar. Can I exchange them? And the guy's like, yeah, sure. So I'm like, all right. So I'm looking around. Ideally, I wanted the white ultra boosts all white, but they didn't have them. So I was like, you know what? I'll get Air Force Ones. I don't have Air Force Ones. I would like a pair of Air Force Ones. So I go up to the guy. I'm like, all right, this is what I'm going to exchange them for. And he was like, okay, what do you need? And I'm like, woman seven, please. And he's like, okay, hold on. And he checks. And he's like, we don't have them in a woman seven, but we have them in a boys, like the boys equivalent. I think I'm a boys five or five and a half or something. So I'm like, yeah. I know it's not the first time that I've had boys shoes. Honestly, if you can fit into children's size shoes, do it. It's cheaper. So he rings me up and he's like, okay, these ones are $10 cheaper because they're the kid's price and refunds me $10. And I, I, okay, at this point I tried to draw the line. I swear. I was like, yeah, they're, I was like, they're probably a little cheaper, but cause he was like, are these the kid size? And I was like, yeah, they're probably a little cheaper, but I really don't care. But he was like, all right, like, we're going to refund you. And I was like, okay. So I got these, I got my Air Force Ones for essentially negative $10. And 
that's my highlight for the week. And normally, I feel like I should feel bad. Like, part of me should feel bad. But at the same time, like, like I said, like, life fucks, fucks you up. Up, like, sideways, backwards, upside down. So I said, you know what? Things like this don't happen often. I'm going to fuck life right back and get myself a pair of sneakers because I deserve it. I work fucking hard. Um, So that's what I did. And that's my non-fitness highlight (laughs) of the year. I guess I could have shortened it and been like, I got free Air Force Ones. But I think that this story was much more interesting. Anyway, so let me, now let me think about, you know what my fitness highlight is? It's, it's not a specific action or anything. It's just, I had the week off from work. I took this week off, um, paid time off and I was able to kind of revert back to my college self, <laughs> wake up at whenever the fuck I wanted to wake up, go downstairs leisurely eat my breakfast and go to the gym. And all that I had to do this week was go to the gym. Um, and it felt re it feels really nice to just wake up, not be rushed, not be pressed for time. Went to the gym. I could spend as much time as I wanted there. I brought my brother one day and then come home and just shower and relax. So being able to go to the gym as like the main part of my day and being able to take my time and not worry about being like tired after, that is my highlight, my fitness highlight of the week. It is a good ass feeling. And it's one of those things that's like I can look forward to in life now. Like work, 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 and then you get a week off and you can do whatever the fuck you want. The only the only scary part is now I'm like, I don't want to go back. <laughs> but gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta do what we gotta do. All right, let's have a little chit chat, folks. Let's talk about alcohol and the gym. Um, so I owe, you guys know that I preach an 80-20 balance. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I went to a Big Ten school. I went to Rutgers, come on. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get myself comfortable here. There we go. Um, and I, I did my fair share of drinking. I will say that now that I'm home and out of college, I really don't, I love to, I still love to go out, but like, I don't enjoy getting like drunk anymore because it's just a real hassle for the rest of my life. But, um, with that being said, I do drink not a lot. Um, socially, I don't know, like, I don't know why I'm trying to prove this to you or justify myself to you guys, but I'll go out, I'll have a drink with dinner. If I'm out with friends, I go to bars, you know, I'll have a beer, whatever, So I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about like my experience with drinking and how it affected my body and like how my habits have progressed and changed and like my, my two cents and piece of advice, um, for you guys. So a lot of people have the misconception that like, if you have alcohol, like if you drink, it's going to ruin your gains and that like every single time you have like a beer or a cocktail or something, it's just, you're throwing everything away. And listen, I did. I like, I will say that I noticed a change in my body, a positive change in my body when I stopped drinking three times a week and going out on the weekends three times a week. But it's, it's more than just the alcohol, you know, it's not just You put alcohol in your body and that's bad and that will make you fat. No. It comes down to this same concept that we've talked about before. How much are you putting in your body and how much are you expending in a day? So my thing in college was I would try and eat a little bit less during the day, not like not starve myself. Let me put that out there. It's just like maybe I would have a little bit less snacks or like some lighter meals because I knew I was going to be drinking. But once you drink, it's like once you start, it all just, it just snowballs. And then two drinks turns into four drinks and then someone buys a shot and then they come around with bar snacks and it's, your friends want pizza after and it's a whole big thing. So it's less of, oh, I'm having a drink and more of like, how many drinks am I having? And what am I eating when I'm drunk, you know? So I, like I said, I noticed 
a change in my body, when I stopped drinking a lot, because even though I was trying to like eat a little bit less during the day and like maybe choose drinks, um, like my go-to bar drink is a tequila soda just cause I mean, what else are you supposed to order at the bar, you know? And it's like this, the seltzer is just water essentially. I put a little lime juice in it. So it is a little bit lighter of a drink, but I was doing, I was in this routine and this habit of basically what like essentially is binge drinking three times a week. And when you're, when you're doing that three out of the seven days in a week, then it's like, okay, how many days are you real? Are you overeating? Like, be honest, like you have to sit down and be honest with yourself. And that's something that I've had to do with myself. And I feel a lot better now that I've, I've sat myself and down and come down to terms with it. Um, first of all, now that I'm out of college, my friends aren't two doors down. You know, it's like, I like to sleep in my own bed. So I've gotten very into the habit of I'll go out. I'll have like one beer, I'll have like one drink and then I'll go home at the end of the night. Um, I also like, I got things to do on Sunday and having us spending your whole Sunday hungover is really an inconvenience. <laughs> okay. It is. Um, but <sighs> I lost my train of thought. Okay. So what I, like I said, I'm not, there, there are times where I do like there, there'll be a night and I'm like, okay, like I've been drank, you know, it's St. Patty's day. Um, that like Thanksgiving Eve, like Santa Con, you know, it's like, I'm not saying you can't have fun and like have a night to get wasted. Again, it comes down to all this balance. It's more of just how often are you doing it and how is it affecting your goals? You know, when I was binge drinking three times a week, I was frustrated and why am I like not losing enough body fat, blah, 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 blah. Same thing. And then in reverse, when I came home from school and I stopped and I'd say I drink like, I have alcohol like one, one day in the week, I would say there are some weekends where I don't do anything, but I normally go out like once a week. And so I'm definitely still like, I'm not like avoiding alcohol. You know, I don't like never drink it, but I'm not binge drinking three times a week anymore. I'm not even binge drinking one time a week. And if I do, it's just one time a week, you know? So it's a little tricky because it's kind of like, I don't want to tell you like restrict yourself and don't get drunk. It's more of just like watch how often you're doing it also because like it's just not like the best lifestyle, you know? My senior year, like I had a COVID senior year, so I was kind of in the mindset of do what you can to have fun. This is your last year of college. A lot of things went to shit with it. So the bars was like one thing I really had. Um, but yeah, moral moral of that point is just tip number one is watch how often you're over drinking. You know, I'm not saying watch how often you go to dinner and have a beer, but watch how often you're binge drinking because as we, I, I don't need to tell you guys, as you get drunk, it's harder to refrain from, you get hungry, you know, you get hungry and then it's a, it's a whole mess. So what do I do now when I drink? Um, I, so like I said, I don't really drink that much. Let's say there's two different scenarios. So I'm going out to dinner and I know I'm going to want to drink. I normally make my plans, you know, at least in the morning or something. So I will take into account, okay, I'm going to go to drink dinner. I'm probably going to have a margarita say that's like roughly, I always overestimate a little bit. So I'm like, say that's like a hundred or 200 calories. Um, I'll just eliminate a snack. So I save room for the calories. Same thing, like going out to eat, you know, it's like, okay, no, I'm going out to eat and that's going to be very, uh, calorie heavy. So I'm going to have a little bit less food during the day. That's tip number one. Um, or that's, I should say like scenario number one. Scenario number two, if I'm um, going out to the bar or whatever, one, I'm always stacked with a snack. I Mostly because, like you guys know, I have my little episodes of passing out. Um, but also because I, like, listen, I get hungry. I don't, I don't care if my friends aren't hungry. Like, I get hungry, and if I want a snack, 
then I'll have a snack. But it's better for me to just stick. I, I take like, I literally take Misfits bars with me and put them in my bag. I take just one. And then I know like, okay, that's something I'm going to have later. So that's in my little plan for the day. And then I'll go out. And like I said, I normally order like a tequila soda. Um, if I'm not feeling tequila, I'll do like a Jack and Diet Coke or Coke Zero. I'm not really like a huge fan of diet drinks, but like I don't really have them very often. So whatever. Um, but I do, those are like my go-to drinks just because they are a little, little lighter. Or I have a Corona light with a lime, not without a lime. That's disgusting. Uh, but those are, those are personally my three go-to drinks. So if you're looking for something that is a little lighter, I would recommend going that way. Also, the tequila soda doesn't have like sugar in it, obviously. And I just find that that sits better because we all know what happens when you drink too many sugary drinks. And I'm not going to lie, tequila soda is not awesome. It doesn't taste awesome. But in reality, unless you're like sitting down at dinner and having like a mixed drink, like what alcohol tastes amazing? Like when have you ever had like a the vodka soda or even like a vodka Red Bull and been like, mmm, delicious. This is the best tasting thing on earth. Um, never. And if you do, you're sick. I'm sorry. Uh, but that's, that's basically what I do now. I kind of tend to stay away from shots just because again, like my goal right now, like isn't really to get wasted all the time. But if you're having a night out and you're like binge drinking my best piece of advice, um, again, just watch how often you're doing it. You know, you don't want to be doing it two or three times a week, every single week, um, for other purposes too. You know, it's just like, it makes your whole next day so unproductive. Um, but I go home, I hydrate, I use the hydrate powder from coffee over cardio. I have the rainbow dip and dots flavor. So good. Better in my opinion, better than liquid IV. Um, so it keeps me a little bit hydrated. And then the next day I kind of just, you just got to get, you really got to get right back into things. And I, it's, it's a lot harder when you have hangover stomach, you know what I mean? So if I do have like a hangover stomach, my go-to is a nice fruit smoothie, Love fruit smoothie, some protein powder, nice and refreshing light on the stomach. Cause grease like seems really good in the moment, you know, a nice bacon, egg and cheese, but it's really, really just going to make things worse in the long end. So bring a snack, watch how often you're binge drinking, um, and just be, be mindful of what you're eating throughout the day and stuff like that. So I really, I mainly wanted to talk to you guys about this just to emphasize the point that it's not alcohol itself. That's the problem. It's just everything else that comes with being drunk, you know, and, um, being drunk is fun. I won't lie. But if you're uncomfortable in your body or you really want to see change, then it's something that you really have to sit down and think to yourself with. Like I sit here and I preach 80-20. I don't like having restrictions and I want to be able to enjoy my life. But you really have to sit down and weigh with yourself what is more important. If you're in a situation where you're not seeing yourself make the results that you want to when you know that you go out a lot, you just got to sit down and everyone's going to be different and say, okay, I'm not comfortable in my body. I'm really frustrated because I want to see change. On the other hand, I know I drink probably a lot more than I should and eat a lot when I drink and stuff, but I really like want to go out and experience my 20s, but I get nervous if I'm not drunk. So you got to sit down weigh the options. What is more valuable in your life? Obviously your health should be pretty important, but to each its own. Um, and then find a balance that works for you. So I, I have found my personal balance. You don't have to copy and paste what I do. I let, I love to go out, but I'm more comfortable having one or two drinks, um, eating my snack and being sober when I like being sober basically the whole time. And then being able to get myself home. Um, for me, like even going out one time a week and getting like wasted every week is just not awesome for my wallet. Cause then I have to pay for Ubers and stuff. Um, 
makes me feel shitty the next day. So that's my personal balance. But you find what is the like the equilibrium between health, like physical health and social health for you. And that's my, uh, that's my two cents into that. Cheers. Uh, because as I said, I'm recording this on the 30th. So <laughs> tomorrow's New Year's Eve and I, I will be having a drink and I hope you do too. Okay. So now that we covered that, which I'm sure will be hope or hopefully will be useful for you guys going into this new year, let's talk about goals. Um, like I said, I'm not really like a big New Year's resolution person just because I think that like the term, like people just expect themselves not to follow through with it because it's like a New Year's resolution and the newness of the year per se fades as the months go on, you know, and it's like July will come and it's like you're not thinking about your New Year's resolution anymore. So let's just create a goal. And if anybody asks, what your new year's resolution is, you can kind of double it as that. Um, so, you know, I got, I preach guys, you don't need a new day. You don't need a new year. You don't or new day. You don't need a new month. You don't need a new year, whatever to start making change. But with the end of the year coming around, it is, it's, it's never a bad time to start a new goal. So here's the thing. A lot, and I was hearing this in the nail salon yesterday, and it was like one of those things where I was like, keep this to yourself, Liz, and no, like literally nobody's talking to you, and nobody wants your input, but I was listening to the people behind me, girl getting her nails done, talking with her technician, and she was like, yeah, I'm, I want to lose 30, 40 pounds this year, and the woman, actually, I really liked this uh, um, answer story, whatever, from the nail tech. She was saying... She was carrying boxes up her stairs the other day and she was really out of breath. And she said to herself, okay, this is not good. I don't necessarily need to be skinny. I don't need to lose X amount of pounds, but I need to be able to get up and down the stairs in my house without being out of breath. And in my head, I was like, you're mind. You're onto something, gal. Um, but anyway, I hear conversations like that all the time. Oh, in the new year, I want to lose 40 pounds oh, in the new year, I want this, I want that. And they're all very, they're, they're very broad, vague, and big goals. And I'm not telling you, you shouldn't have big goals. You know, I think that goes against like everything that we've been taught as a child. More so you need to have a plan for your big goal. Okay. So we, we learned this thing. I learned it in high school and then I learned it again when I started working for Rutgers as a personal trainer. Like it's something that we do with all of our clients. But apparently a lot of people have not heard of SMART goals before. So if you haven't heard of SMART goals, SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Timely, and Realistic. Wait, Realistic and Timely. S-M-A-R-T, whatever. Um, but basically the whole thing is you want to be making goals that have like a specific time frame. Like a, like are, are they measurable? How are you going to tell if you achieved your goal or not? So while it's good to have the big broad picture, it's essential to have a plan on the way. My track coach in high school, most inspirational man I've ever met in my life. Like I love this guy. I remember he said to me, I don't even know if he remembers saying this to me. I really wanted my varsity jacket um, when I was a junior. I really wanted a varsity letter. So I kept saying that to him. Oh, I really want a varsity letter. I really want a varsity letter. And he said, aim for the moon and you'll hit the stars. And I was like, huh. And he said, let's not aim to get your varsity letter. Let's aim to break a school record which by the way, my team did do sick little high school flex there. Um, and he said, let's aim to break a school record. And in that, the goal that you really want to work towards getting your varsity letter will come with it. Everything else will fall underneath. You'll fall into the stars. So that's something that I've kind of taken with me 
for a long time. So I was just thinking about using the example of what I heard this girl say in the nail salon. She said, I want to lose 30 to 40 pounds. Okay. But 30 to 40 pounds isn't specific. It's measurable. You can step on a scale, sure. What's the time frame? How are you going to do it? So if I were her, I would say, you know what? I want to lose 45 pounds this year. 45 pounds. Because if she aims to reach the 45 pounds, the 30 and 40 will come. Underneath, like they'll come along the way. So that's the first step. Specific, 45 pounds. Measurable, step on a scale. Timely, what's the time frame? Do you want to lose 45 pounds in half a year? Nine months? 12 months? I don't know. So let's just say I want to lose 45 pounds by December 31st, 2023. There we go. That's her specific goal. And now how are you going to do it? How are you going to hold yourself accountable? I'm going to hold myself accountable by resistance training three times a week and getting X amount of minutes of cardio in and hiring a dietitian or something like that. You know, it can't just be, okay, this is my goal and I want to do it. Before you set it in stone of this is my goal, how? How are you going to do it? How are you going to hold yourself accountable? So now let's talk about holding yourself accountable because that's the hardest part. You know, you could sit down and make a goal and that's fine and that's easy, but how are you going to hold yourself accountable? You, if you guys have not read it yet, I highly recommend getting the book Atomic Habits. Great book, very educational. And for me, it taught me like a lot of things that I didn't realize that I was already doing, but now that I can explain to people. And the number one thing that stuck with me throughout that book is he said, if you want to do something, if you want to form a habit, then you need to put something that's relative to that habit in plain sight where you'll see it all the time. If you see something like in regards to that habit constantly, you're going to be more, it's going to be in your brain more often. You're going to be reminded of it and you're going to be more likely to do it. So let's say Going back on that losing weight goal, this person wants to uh, hold herself accountable of resistance training three times a week. She should put her sneakers, her gym sneakers, next to her car keys or next to her phone charger or next to the door that she uses to leave the house. So every time she goes to get her keys, let's say, she's like, oh, shit. I said I was going to go to the gym. Okay. I got to go to the gym today, you know? So keep, so I had a thing, this is kind of embarrassing, but I'll tell you guys. Um, I sucked at flossing. I really did. I just, I just really didn't floss as often as I should. And my dentist has been telling me for a while, Liz, you got to floss. You got to floss. Do you want to lose your gums one day? And I'm like, no. So I read this book and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put my dental floss right next to my toothbrush. I brush my teeth twice a day. If I put my dental floss next to my toothbrush, when I'm brushing my teeth, I'll go, got a floss. And sure enough, I, f- I floss every day now and my gums have never been better and they're not going anywhere. But you guys get what I'm trying to say. You know, give yourself an attainable goal. Find resources. You know, if your goal is health and fitness related, there's so many people, trainers out there to help you. Um, one of my best friends, her goal is to read one book a month that is recommended to her by somebody that she deeply cares about. So she said, I suck at reading. Um, and we had a discussion and was like, okay, how are you going to do this? Like, how are you going to finish one book a month? I'm going to sit down and do 15 minutes of reading every night before I go to bed. Stuff like that. And she'll put her book next to her phone charger so she'll see it before she goes to bed. You guys get what I'm, what I'm, are you picking up what I'm putting down here? So specific goals and find ways to hold yourself accountable of them. Uh, highly recommend getting atomic habits, especially in this new year, if you really want to start off strong. Um, and that's the 401. That's, that's intro to goals from me, your great teacher. All right, let's move into some questions for the week. 
Gonna go over my little ordeal. Like I say, every week you can drop questions in the question box that I put up every Monday on my story. You can DM me, you can comment on a post, you can leave a review on any of the podcast platforms and I'll be happy to answer. So we don't have too many questions this week, but I do want to go through them anyway, obviously. Okay. First question is, what are your bodybuilding goals for next year? Um, I think for next year, like to like calendar year 2023, I'm going to continue throughout January and February, specifically aiming to grow my lower body. I'm bulking right now, but um, I really want my, my peach could stand a few more inches. You know what I mean? Um, but that's my like primary goal. And then I'm going to cut again this summer. And I think my, this is funny because I just went over specific goals, but I haven't, like, I haven't thought that far ahead yet. So my goals aren't specific right now. They're not smart. So don't come at me. Uh, but I am going to cut again this summer. And my goal is to get back to the body fat percentage that I was last summer. Um, and just, cause I felt really, I f- felt good in my body. I want to get back to that leanness, I guess. Um, but I'm going through the bulk right now because I do want to grow my lower body. And then I haven't thought that far ahead about what next winter will bring me. Next question. Tips for RDLs to avoid back pain. Okay. This is a really good one. With any exercise, if you are feeling back pain, it is a sign that you are not engaging your core. When I say, people say engage your core and it's like, okay, but what the fuck does that mean? You want to brace your core, like tighten it as if someone's going to punch you in the stomach. Like, you know, a punch is coming. So you squeeze at your core. So for RDLs, you want to make sure that when you're hinging over, you're engaging your core and that there is no curve in your back. The curve in your back is what's going to end up hurting it. And a way that you can kind of prevent that um, is you can get a lifting belt. I use it. No shame in it. A lot of people use it. I'd highly recommend it, honestly, too, because you don't want to grow old and have a bad back. Next question. THC for pre or post lifts. Uh, my answer for myself is no, I just don't, I I really don't take in any of that. And I don't think that you should be taking in pre like THC before you go to lift. Like, like I said a few episodes ago, would you lift drunk? No. Like, would you lift with alcohol in your body? No. So why are you going to lift a THC in your body? You know, it's just like, you might think that you're okay and you're in control, but it is dangerous and God forbid something happens. Like God forbid and you have that in your system, like you can be held accountable and we do not want that. Next question. Have you tried clear protein? Is it different nutritionally? Um, this is actually the first time I've ever heard of clear protein. I have no idea what it is. Let's see if I can look it up really quick, really quick. Clear protein powder. Oh, I typed in the wrong thing. You know when you're like you're trying to show someone something or type something fast and you just can't. Um. Okay, I'm seeing it. I have no idea what this is. Okay, let's see this one. Clear way isolate from my protein. I think it just has to do with the color. Clear whey isolate is not just another protein shake. We've taken high-quality, hydrolyzed whey protein isolate, created a light, refreshing alternative. It's more like a juice. Okay. So what I'm getting at here is it's very similar to what's in um, Isopure. I've had those drinks. So it seems to be the same nutrition-wise. I'm personally not a fan of it. When I drink the Isopure, it's like it started off juicy and then tasted a little like milky, creamy afterwards. So it's not really different nutritionally. If you're not a fan of regular whey and like you want something that's more like a juice, then go for it. Go try it. Like just check the ingredients before. Um, but I personally, uh, I don't really see myself using it, to be honest. Okay. Last question. How long does it take to have packs on the belly? Oh, oh my God. Guys, if I got a dollar for, if I got a dollar 
for every time someone asks me this question. It genuinely, this question fires me up too because I feel like a lot of people are so focused on, I want apps, I want apps, I want apps. And it's like, okay, like you're, are you making yourself sick about it? Like, do you have a healthy relationship with exercise, food, your body? Um, it takes a long time to see six packs on your stomach. It takes discipline. You need to be eating in a caloric deficit, but you like, you don't want to be doing it for too long. You know, you're going to have to cycle in and out deficit back to maintenance, deficit back to maintenance. And it depends on the body type too. You know, someone like my brother, who's a lot naturally leaner than I am, will probably get abs before I do because I have more to burn through. Um, it takes years. Honestly, it does. This is the first year that I've seen myself with like clear cut abs in the summer. Um, and it takes knowledge. It takes discipline and all that kind of stuff. So if you're really serious about wanting that, it's just you got to understand it comes with comes with a lot more. Um, and like, I'm always here as a resource to help you to help achieve those goals, but we have to understand that these things do take time. All right, guys, that pretty much sums up this week's episode of confessions of a gym rat. Make sure that you have subscribed on YouTube so you can watch the episodes along. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at lifts with Liz. And that's pretty much it. Give me a nice review, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, and I will see you guys again next Monday with a very special guest. Have a fantastic start to 2023. Get your ass to the gym and create some smart goals and start making them happen. We're, we're checking back in in a week, folks. 